Welcome to Groundbreakers from 4constructionpros.com, the podcast that highlights the innovative equipment, technology, companies, and individuals that are breaking new ground in the construction industry. Listen to this ConExpo 2020 throwback interview to hear Brian Rauch and John Gilbeck of John Deere Construction and Forestry discuss how telematics technology and connectivity is changing. Let's get the scoop now. John Gilbeck, who's manager of product marketing and planning, and Brian Rosh, who's uh, senior vice president engineering manufacturing for John Deere Worldwide. You guys have got a real great focus on uh, on connectivity with customers. Talk a little bit about the technology that Deere is bringing to the marketplace today to to enhance that relationship uh, with your customers. Sure. So, so uh, people have used telematics for a long time in the industry, but. Deere's really focused on two things. One is uh, diagnostic done remotely, so the ability to make sure we can diagnose a, a customer's issue before we send a technician, before we send equipment. We call it service advisor remote. And then really we're very focused, and when you heard just a little bit ago from uh, Jim Field, is machine health. That's been able to look at uh, the, the, uh, the alerts that come off the machine, our history of those type of products, the likelihood of, of what it is, and then connecting with the dealer who can go out and connect with the customer and solve the problem before the customer knows the problem exists a lot of times. Yeah. So it's been able to do things remotely and it's been able to take advantage of, of the information on the machine before it fails. Now, that that sounds like a lot of the features that people have been talking about on telematics yeah. since the beginning. What's changed uh, in that technology? Yeah, so, so, so first off, there's a lot more. Before, you used to get a lot of failure alerts. This has failed and this is likely what's happened. Mm. Now we're able to look at how the machine is performing and things that are starting to go outside of the normal bounds of operation. It's kind of like, for you, I've got a fever. I'm not quite sick yet. But now we can start to look at things and say, we think there's a filter restriction. We think that the combination of this issue, this issue, and this issue, we've seen it before, and we know in the next three days, in the next six six weeks, we're likely to have this type of a failure, and we can, we can diagnose it. So, so it's, it's, yeah, so instead of before, when someone's sick, saying, here's what we should go do, we can start to look at the symptoms before it becomes a real issue and react. So and we do it with the dealer. So it sounds to me like like the, the, the key phrase there is there is that we've seen it before. That now you now you've got you, you're you're developing a way of looking at the data, uh, and I assume using AI as an assist in uh, to to handle a large flow of data and be able to find those things before they go wrong. You've got exactly right, Larry. So if we can look at failures that have occurred, we can go back and look at the history of data and say it likely had these type of three diagnostic codes that happened before this failure occurred. So now by by mining that data using artificial intelligence, we can start to look at and say. Sure, we got the first two. The third one's likely to come. Let's go out and get after this before before mm-hmm. it becomes a real issue. How do you handle the customer issues, the the relationship issues with 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 a system like that? I mean, I, I got to think that there's you know a little suspicion perhaps from customers who are used to making those decisions. They're they're accustomed to the sort of reactive approach. Uh, um, here you are saying we think you should do this now, and and they might not not necessarily agree or have the time, for instance, to to make that change. You know. It, 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 so so there's two parts to that. One is our, our connection to the customer is always through the John Deere dealer, yeah. who also has their own, own system and is also monitoring. So hopefully has that relationship. And they're the ones that contact the customer and have that, have that trust in that relationship. The other one was we never use that data to void a warranty or something that people would look at and say, you're, you're, you're looking over my shoulder in a ways to, to aid Deere. It's always about how to support the uptime of the customer. Yeah. And, and I think we've got a track record of doing that. Frankly, I think 
uh, our industry's got a pretty good track record, and I think deer and particular's got a really good track record. Of that. Right, right. What other uh, aspects of technology should we be talking about uh, in this discussion? I think there's two things. You, you, you know, for a long time we, we've been talking about uh, the scarcity of labor, and for maybe the past 10 or 15 years, we've started to see aftermarket machine control systems, things that go in a bulldozer, uh, have been first, but and motor graders. But now the OEMs, in particular, dealers doing a good job with what we call smart grade, integrating the technology into the machine and making it, making it more reliable, easier to diagnose issues, and, and, and frankly, uh, able to add additional features that an aftermarket provider can't do. That's one thing. The next thing is, we clearly hear from our customers a desire for more and more uh, of things they've experienced on highway or on their cars to be in their equipment to prevent uh, obstacles uh, or, or people to, to make sure they can identify and react to those things appropriately. Hmm. So, you know, they're not looking for just a backup camera, they're looking for some type of smarts that come back and say, hey, I detect that something is in, in, in this range. They'd like us to make the machine react, and that's going to be in the future, but at least we're, we're, we're doing a much better job uh, of, uh, uh, of being able to warn the, the person. Hmm. And, you know, it, it, it isn't so much about people. People's really, really important, right? But, you know, most of our job sites are urban environments, right? So they, they work close to cars and, and, and buildings and things like that. And being able to give them, uh, eliminate false positives, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and uh, able to make, give them good information to make decisions without overwhelming them with alerts that are on all the time. You know, if you had a chance to go through our booth, you'll see a number of those type of things. We talk about smart rods, which is real obstacle detection systems. You know, they're really good for construction, something you haven't seen before. But boy, you can look at it and say, I kind of get that from my truck, right? You know, yeah. you know I've got some of, some of those technologies. Sure. It's more complicated than off-highway equipment, all right? And uh, we don't want to take away control from the operator. That's part of the challenges. Yeah. And people say, could you, could you break before you hit something? Well, for sure. But if you've got a wheel loader and you've got uh, a load up real high, do you really want us to hit the brakes? <laughs> or would you rather tell the operator you're, you're in this proximity and help them react? Mm-hmm. Over time, we'll find ways to smart do that. But right now, it's more about warning the operator. Right. So I'd say that, that you know, ease of operation is the number one, and, and obstacle detection and intelligence is two. Yeah, yeah. So obstacle detec- uh, detection is really, it sounds like a, like a significant push. How, how, how are you warning operators differently using obstacle detection? Yeah. So, so um, people have had uh, uh, radar for, for, for some time. We've had them on our wheel loads for seven or eight years. But it hasn't been as smart as it is today. So some of it is actually different warnings with different proximities. There's one way to provide information where it's a little bit farther out, kind of yellow, and a different one if one is red. It's been able to provide the choice between audible alerts, visual alerts, and working through those challenges. Yeah. You know, if you ask a customer what keeps you awake at night, there's a whole bunch of things, but somebody getting hurt in their job site is pretty much number one because that can be catastrophic for what gets a person getting hurt. Also catastrophic for their business. Yeah, a lot of family businesses out there, Absolutely. and those people are family. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm coming to the end of what I what I can think of. Is there are there other things that you want you want to talk about? Anything, John? You cover the main topics we want to cover today. Yeah, I, th- I think I think we feel really good about the technology portfolio we got ahead of us. Uh, what we're showing here today is either in production or the next two years, and. Uh, you know, it's about uh, making the machines easier to operate and being able to uh, enhance our customers' business. Well, that's all the time we have today. Thank you to our guests for joining us. Tune in every Thursday for another episode of the Groundbreakers podcast by 4constructionpros.com. And be sure to subscribe and share as we break more new ground together. Until next time.